Dear listeners, I'm sure you'll all agree with Fellini's infamous assertion that there is no end, there is no beginning, there is only infinite passion of life. And cinema is the truest representation of life there is. Hello, I'm Martina Minow. On my show, as always, we'll be digging deep into the desire of our directors, rooting through their reasoning and pushing them on their own infinite passion for life. And today, I am delighted to be interviewing the most passionate director of them all, David Dynamite, who is releasing his upcoming film, The Lion King Kong. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, and you're welcome. And uh, how are you feeling today, David? You know what, I couldn't be better. Michelangelo, Scorsese, they have their opus, but this is mine. And I'm excited to talk to you and to debate, debut it with the world. This is the best film in the history of the world. I feel that. I felt it when I watched it. Now, David, talk me through the inspiration for the Lion King Kong. Where did this come from? Mmm, ferocious beasts attacking the screen. Boiling blood, passion and love. That is where it came from. It came from my loins. It came from my inner soul. I've seen many things come from men's loins, but nothing quite as remarkable as this. Now, for those of our listeners who haven't yet watched the film, could you give us a very quick synopsis? How do you summarize such a great work? It's difficult. It's... How do you describe the most beautiful of sunrises? How do you describe... A child's laughter. These things are difficult to put into words, but allow me to attempt, for my intellect is superior than most. It begins in a field where you hear a grumble, a grumble that builds into a roar, a roar, and a beast appears, a half king, a half Kong, a half lion monkey hybrid. The mane of a beast of a lion, the chest of a ape, rummaging through the field, destroying everything in its path. Not only does it defy the laws of cinema, also the laws of mathematics, where three halves do indeed make a whole. I know. Was most impressed. Um, so, David, we're going to really get under the skin of the Lion King Kong. What was your favorite mm. scene to shoot? My favorite scene, they were also terrific. Of course, it was when the Lion King Kong's uncle, the Scar Pterodactyl, yes, you know him well, the ultimate betrayer, flew from the sky and attempted to throw him down a volcano. Their dialogue, as of course you know they speak perfect English, was inspirational. It tugged at the heartstrings and still makes me weep today. And we have got an audio clip of it now, but I must warn our listeners, it is the most beautiful piece of cinema I think I have ever encountered. Can we please cut to that now? Boy, oh boy, where are you taking me, Uncle? 
definitely not to the volcano of doom, Crimber. Half pong, half lion, half tree. Definitely not incineration. Well, you know, the passion that burns within me as the inheritor of the Serengeti, the Sahara, and also New York City, it could never be consumed by a simple volcano. And looking down at the pride lands from within your scarred up claws, even as we fly over mountains and fields, well, I'm just full of the feeling that I cannot wait. And now into the volcano with you, bitch! So many journeys there that rise and fall of the motions. How does that feel to watch that back, David? I... I am surprised you could speak so quickly after seeing such an amazing scene. It still tugs at my heartstrings. The betrayer, the falling. You saw it in his eyes, didn't you? The half lion, half ape plummeting towards his death. It's, it brings up emotions of agony and despair. Agony and despair are the cornerstones of excellent cinema, and you have tapped into those perfectly. I must ask, David, as a professional, tell me, where did the inspiration for this darkest betrayal come from? When I was but a boy, there was a man, a man who would come onto my street and deliver milk. We called him the milkman, yes. And every morning by the front door, there was chilled bottles of milk, cow's milk, of course. Then one day, no more milk. They said the waitress, which opened up the street will replace the milkman. And I never received milk from a man again. And receiving milk from a man is one of life's greatest treasures. It was. I must ask you, there was a very romantic scene in the film, and that's very different mm. from your previous work. Um, I particularly enjoyed the romance scene that occurred amongst the savannah grasslands, and we're going to cut to it shortly, but I must ask you, David, it was quite an intimate scene. How did it feel to direct that? It... It felt... It felt like a warm embrace. It felt like lips gingerly touching. It felt, it felt like a hug from a manatee. And listeners, you're about to receive that feeling, a hug from a manatee. I couldn't have put it better myself, David. I really couldn't. You gotta come back to the Pride Lands. Back to the Pride Lands? I've spent some time away and my accent's changed, so hell no. But we miss you. Ever after you fell out into that volcano and then got raised by those meerkats and that warthog, things have gone wrong. And a taxi driver, of course. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Who could forget the taxi driver? Either way, you gotta come back. I... Well, our childhood romance is the only pure thing left. 
Your uncle rules the Pride Lands with an iron fist and a devotion to capitalism, unparalleled throughout the rest of Africa. But you know, I'm a half Kong, half lion. You're a warthog. Sure. How can no, sorry, go ahead. It's crazy out here. It's crazy. Hey, hey. You know, while we're out here, wanna uh, get a little filthy? Oh yeah, that sounds pretty damn good. Rebecca, I said pineapple. What is this dragon fruit? Get me pineapple! I'm sorry, my assistants. Go on. Yeah, well, when you're quite ready, Mr. Dynamite, I was quite moved by that scene. Oh, yes. The love. It was, it, it was love and lust. Mr. Dynamite, it would be remiss of me not to bring it up, but I hear you have been involved with quite the starlet. Can you tell us a little more about your romantic life? Oh, of course. Miss Emily Bourdain. Yes, we were involved in a significant menage a cinq the other weekend. For love between many is more love, is love multiplied ultimately. And we went out to a beautiful restaurant, the five of us, and got a booth. This was when it was allowed, of course. We went to Nando's and had spicy food, the spice of life, which brought us together and in, into an intimate embrace. Have you ever partook in a menage a cinq? Martina Minow, menages never. I'm very discreet with my love. You are missing out. It is like drinking from the chalice of God. It is amazing. And Emily Bourdain is obviously quite the starlet, the French bombshell she's often known as. I don't know if you knew this, Mr. Dynamite, but she did actually live stream your first date. And we have got a clip of that coming up. Now, I don't want to embarrass you, but it is a little frisky. I am okay with it. Show it to the world. Emily, I'm so glad to see you here. I've longed to embrace you with words and possibly with arms with your consent. Bonjour, the internet. Uh, I seem to just talk like this all the time. Uh, bonjour, monsieur. How lovely to see you. Look at you and your arms open and your mouth closed. Yes, for physicality speaks volumes that tongues never could. Well, Sometimes. Oh, you have such a way with words, monsieur. Please, tell me, when are the other three people who will be involved in our first date evening going to get to this restaurant? It is allowed, you know, at the moment. Yes, of course. Well, as you know, we are having spicy food. Oh, wait, wait. I have invited a young Italian to broaden his mind away from merely pasta and merely cheese and merely the combination of those two things. Oh, trivia. That is one of them. Please tell me of the other two. And then a young urchin from industrial London. And what is the third? The third, sir. And the third is the waitress. <laughs> Does she know at the start that she would be ending her evening with us, monsieur? Not at all. It is, of course, the surprise of love which gives the most pleasure. It is the surprise of love that gives the most pleasure. Of course. How does that feel, 
Good to watch that back, Mr. Dynamite. It makes my heart and limbs swell. The passion, the beauty. The waitress especially. At the end of the evening, she said, will there be anything else? And we said, one more thing, waitress. Well, four more things. And like that, her apron was off and we were away. Oh, amazing. You do make me blush, Mr. Dynamite. Now, I know that aesthetic, very important to you, be that aesthetic of the body or aesthetic of your movies. Now, we did hear rumor that there was an altercation between you and your set designer, known in the field as Frank the Plank. Now, Don't say his name! I'm sorry, I had to bring it up, Mr. Dynamite. That's why you said you would not. How dare you betray my trust like this woman? Do not that woman man. me. I am a professional. I am doing a service to the field of cinema, and I am asking the difficult questions. I am the dimblebee of my time. Now tell me, what happened with you and Frank the Plank? Very well, Frank. Oh, Frank. He said we needed more lighting. Lighting is what we need, he said. And I said, no, Frank. Strobe lights will do it. We need fast intermittent lights, not consistent warm lights. It was a battle scene. And he said, oh, make it look like the savannah. And I said, no, make it look like a disco, a battleground. And fisticuffs ended up taking place. That's right. I punched him in the nose and then in the temple and then in the groin. The nose, the temple, and the groin. That's the mm. head, shoulders, knees, and toes of fighting. Oh, yes, it is. Rude. Well, um, Mr. Dynamite, he has actually performed an interview himself with my rival, uh, Rhiannon Barrow. I hate that bitch. Anyway, they've, uh, they've had an interview, and I'm going to play it to you shortly. I must warn you, he doesn't speak very complimentary of you. I wouldn't think he would, that imbecile. So, Mr. The Plank, I hear that my eternal rival and famous professional, but not apparently woman, Martina Minow, is going to be uh, interviewing Mr. Dynamite. Now, am I correct in thinking that this is the man that assaulted you on set, physically? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just said to um, Mr. Dynamite that, you know, maybe the, the lighting wasn't reflecting that it was the Serengeti and people would get confused mm. watching it. And then he turned around and said, silence, fool, and punched me on the nose, the temple and the groin, which I found to be, you know, a mm. very difficult environment to work in. Yes, famously, the rock, paper, scissors of fisticuffs. Absolutely. Now, Scorsese once said, ow, my arm, you're hurting me. How did you take inspiration from the history of film in order to deal with this violent onslaught from this egomaniac? Well, I mean, I just thought of you know the film goodfellas and mm. they say you know don't snitch and i thought i'm not going to snitch mm. yes. so i've had to talk to you so mm. 
Speaking of snitching, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fans of the podcast, do keep that pressure on Miss Minnow to release her tax returns. We'll be back after these short messages, a dance and a bit of a song. Anything I'll be returning to Regina Rowe is a bitch slap. Anyway, it was really helpful to hear both sides of that story. It sounds like you're both passionate. He is an underling of this world, and he should return from the sewers from which he came. I think it's fair to say you won't be collaborating with Frank the Plank on your next endeavor. He could take his LED bulbs and shove them where the sun doesn't shine. Oh my. There's been an awful lot of shoving in this podcast, hasn't there? Indeed. I know that plans are afoot for your next film. Can you tell us what it's going to be called? It's fascinating that you define it as a film. Where I see it as a multi-sensory experience. As you know, everyone is given a virtual reality headset and a bodysuit to adorn whilst engaging in this artistic endeavor. The senses and tactile responses vibrate and tickle every inch of the body while they are immersed in this cacophony of visual and sound effects. I call this, of course, the immersion. Wonderful, the immersion. I love the notion of being tickled on every part of my body. That hasn't happened to me since 1972. Mm. Well, David, I... I fully appreciate the immersion and the experience. What will the film be about? Fantastic question. It is about a boy, much like myself, coming of age and becoming the best director of the world, of course, from the trauma of the milkman to my rejection from film school to my father giving me two million dollars to become a director. Of course, I should share my story with the world, much like Jesus did. I am excited for the world to experience this. Of course, they need to be able to pay at least a thousand dollars, or as you British people might say, 850 pounds. What a daring story of triumph. Only two million dollars. However, did you cope? It was nothing. But I made it work. I pulled myself up by my Gucci bootstraps and made it work. Such grit. We have actually got a trailer for the film and we will close on that. Uh, Listeners, here is the trailer for Mr. Dynamite's upcoming film entitled Dynamite Goes Boom, Bitches. Let's cut to the trailer now. The womb is dank. The fuse is lit. Please accept my film and make me a star. Um, Sorry, there's a bit too many strobes in it. Where are you, milkman? My God, where are you? I will not rest until everyone in this waitrose is put to death. I've got some whole, some skimmed, and also some orange juice. 
you're back. You came back. Milkman in Dynamote Goes Boom, the immersion coming to cinemas and your front room, whether you want it to or not. I am on the edge of my seat, my knees are knocking, and my heart is rocking. What an excellent trailer that was! Really, David, really was fabulous. Of course, you're of course welcome. Well, David, that brings us to the end of our interview today, and um, I would like to say, is there any final closing remarks you would like to give to our, to our listeners on what cinema means to you? Cinema is air, is life. Live, everyone. Film the world and share it on social media. What powerful sentiments. Thank you, David. You have been a delight, Mr. Dynamite. Thank you. The Improvised Movie Director podcast featured Sabrina Luisi as Martina Minow, with resident improvisers Vicky Hawley and Rory Vieira, with special thanks to this week's guest, Russ Morgan. IMDP is produced and edited by Steve Tanner. Theme music by Matt Brown and Johnny Griffith.